0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 9. This is going to be about Men in Black International. I'm going to be joined by my guest Pri, and we're going to be going through the movie, what we liked and what we didn't like about this new spin-off sequel for the Men in Black franchise. So stay tuned, it's going to be another magical show at the House of Rep. Okay, so here we are. Men in Black International. I want to welcome Pre, my guest. Pre, say hi there, everyone. Hello. Okay, so tell me what you thought about this film. It's a spin-off of the um, original Men in Black franchise starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. So this is Men in Black International. So I don't think Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones wanted to return for another one. So they switched gears and they created a new, like, spin-off with new characters. So we've got Chris Hemsworth... And uh, Tessa Thompson returning, so what's going on is their chemistry from Thor Ragnarok Uh, I think the studios thought that they made a pretty good pairing, so they wanted to recreate that magic So Sony are basically coming on board, they've been sort of spearheading this franchise for a while And they thought, you know what, we'll just go in another direction So Pri, what did you think of the movie, generally? What did you like about it?
1: Well, what I've heard from other people and what I've read is, like, I mean, the reviews are not that great, what other people have said, but me, personally, when I saw I mean, it was just a one-time movie, and it was, like, a good entertainment movie, I would say I mean, Men in Black has always been good for I mean, I really like Men in Black when Will Smith was doing it, it was great, and this was something different, like, you know with the gu- I mean, Guns has always been great in all, all of them, but in this one, I like when they had that fight with those two aliens, I mean, don't you think those Guns were
0: amazing oh yeah yeah. they were really cool so production design wise men in black has never been short of great special effects and practical effects so the alien effects were decent they could have been a little better with some of the characters like they were a little bit you know out there so you know there was a bit where Tessa thompson's character m is uh, walking along a tram line like a train. She takes a special train from New York to London and there's like a weird bird that flies by her and a few other things. But
1: the, that train was good. The
0: train was great. That was the, like,
1: a, I loved, like a twist.
0: Yeah, I love all those things where they have transportation and super fast travel and stuff. So their cars, like in uh, Men in Black International, Chris Simsos has a Jaguar instead of the Ford that uh, Kay had, a Tommy Lee Jones character, so um, it's a nice touch. I mean, the film opens in Paris, and then they're trying to stop some alien race called the Hive from breaking through, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen the film yet. uh, Watch the movie, then listen to this podcast. Um, I'm going to post spoilers on it as well. So uh, the acting by Chris is really great. Liam Neeson's excellent in it. Emma Thompson's returning in it as the new leader of the MIB, taking over from Zed, so that's that's decent, and then we've got um, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones missing in action. Some of the um, supporting costs are, are good, they're not bad the practical effects are amazing the cinematography was very good for the film uh there are a few skip beats that are a little bit um you know strange so the script has some like uh weird kind of things and the the premise isn't that strong so um yeah just these are my thoughts initially looking at the film that it's a weak script with like a weak storyline and some weak characters and the protagonists and antagonists are not really clear they're trying to do a kind of like a you know mole in the MIB kind of thing and that sounds good on paper but it kind of doesn't work you know well in practice so yeah it's not bad uh Pri what did you think of all that like what did you think of uh Chris Hemsworth's uh portrayal in the film was he good
1: well Chris uh has always been acting in the action movies this is like one of the very few that I've seen him acting like more like a comedian type, <laughs> which was a bit different. But yeah, he's a good actor. He's always been a good actor. He acted well here as well. I mean, the first half of the movie was great. Uh, as I mentioned before, like, you know, with a gunfight with Fungus or with those two aliens. I mean, that was amazing. I like it. I even like the bike ride at Marrakesh. Was it in Marrakesh?
0: Yeah, it was in Marrakesh. Yeah, so the
1: bike yeah. was amazing. Well, the funny part is that we spotted out, you know, when they were using that, uh, what is that?
0: Oh, the Neuralizer. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a strange <clears throat> plot hole, like, where basically their MIB, like, that have gone rogue, they're going to get captured, basically, they're being framed for something, and then they start using a neuralizer, but they don't neuralize everybody, they just yeah, neuralize a few people in front people. of them, just as a little kind of like, oh, we're going to use a neuralizer. and I thought that was a really stupid thing because it's like okay so you're flying this bike this like motorcycle that can fly in marrakesh we're talking about hundreds of people that need to be neuralized so and they
1: didn't neuralize anyone yeah of them, so i think specific. it was i
0: think it was really strange and so there's a lot of things in that film that break the rules of M- mib so it takes mib and turns it less into a clandestine operation and more into an action kind of film. So what they were trying to do, they brought F. Gary Gray over, and he's a phenomenal director, by the way. The guy, I've been watching his stuff since, you know, the early days when he was doing, like, Get Short, Eat, Sequel, Be Cool, and, you know, a few other great films, like The Italian Job. He did an amazing job on that. So he's a very competent action director, and he can get a lot of action beats right. And then when he came on to Fast and Furious, the Fast and Furious that he did was really good. I like the kinetic action in it, and the direction that he took with that one. You know, the one with Hobbes being in prison, and stuff, and and uh, betraying them. So, that one was a very good Fast and Furious. I thought it was a pretty decent one. Now, moving back to MIB, the whole point of the MIB is they're a clandestine secretive organization that protects the world from alien threats, and also hides aliens that live amongst us on Earth. So, Tessa Thompson's character finds out about that, so it starts off very traditional. Like a Men in Black film, but then it flies onto the verge of being like a Thor Ragnarok kind of sequel. Only
1: the first half was good. I mean, when I is when that I, what you
0: felt when you yeah, watched it? Yeah, the first
1: half. When I was watching the movie, I felt mm. like the first half was good, but the later half it was like kind of dragging good. along. Yeah.
0: So what it's like you, you would, you you would say like the second to last act was dragging on really badly. I would agree with that. I mean the wondrous aspect of her character becoming an MIB agent is good but then they try to recreate recreate that kind of um, you know that kind of flamboyance and coolness that Will Smith had (laughs) Tessa doesn't have that same kind of vibe that Will Smith had because that whole flow was Will just being Jay you know like turning this character Jay into you know like this guy who's outside of the box. They were trying to recreate that a little too much And and I feel that Tessa Thompson's character It should have been a bit different, you know, and not just try to be a kind of like a J clone. It would be fun to see Tessa Thompson's M Chris Hemsworth's H, and then K, Tommy Lee Jones' character, and Will Smith's character team up for another Men in Black sequel. So hopefully if, like, the stars are aligned, they can do that one day. Hell, I would even do one with them. You know, I think I could do a pretty good Men in Black film. Uh, pretty, So what else do you think about the movie? So did you like Tessa Thompson's character of M? Was she a good lead?
1: I just realized Tessa Thompson has the same surname as Emma Thompson. Are they related? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay.
0: Yeah, it's just like a, a similar name, Anglo oh, okay. surname.
1: How did you yeah. find Emma Thompson?
0: She was very good. I think she's a very good actress. You know, a very, very, very good actress. Rebecca Ferguson is another great actress from Mission Impossible, but she sort of just had this kind of bit role as this three-armed, you know, merchant of death kind of character who Chris Hamza dated. So that was a bit strange... Uh, strange surprise was seeing Kayvon Novak uh if you don't know who Kayvon Novak is he's a, he's the the voice behind Phone Jacker and Face Jacker he's a immensely talented comedian and he was very funny as this uh, character who has like a living beard so it's him and a another guy who live together they're like a like a team so there's a little alien beard guy and him and they lend their bike to um to Chris Hemsworth's character so uh, uh Kunal Najani he plays a small guy called Pawnee, who's like this alien pawn chess piece kind of creature who becomes Tessa Thompson's kind of um you know soldier kind of like confidant you know cuz he loses his queen so yeah and there's like um these two guys who play these energies beings they're called the nexus or something like that um the uh Lorena Larry uh, Borges they're like two dancers uh they play the um these guys who are basically trying to get a weapon from some some guy so uh, one of the things friends so this alien gets killed they're trying to get the stuff so yeah um it's it's really interesting you got you got Liam Neeson playing T, you know, like he's one of the veteran MIb agents who looks after the the London bureau of the MIb, and um, it was kind of very blatant that that, that plot twist, you know. That he was gonna be the you villain
1: You didn't realise When I told you what Liam was the bad I guy s- No I said to you No I said <laughs> no, 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 no 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 We did say, we no, talked no, no, about no. this I said like, I suspected I said, I You suspect suspected the other guy Which other guy The other agent I don't remember which no, one No no I it. said it was Liam No Neeson. I said like I think it's Liam And i we like no <laughs> No way maybe. And it was Liam no. at the end I said it was Liam But I don't like well. the fact Like yeah. Liam's uh, character Wasn't there, portrayed so much It yeah. was only a little bit I wanted more of Liam Because I really like Liam uh, character you know that taken I agree. movie
0: he's a very good he's actor he's a very
1: good actor very and good he should actor. have more character in it but it was very less uh. it was more of uh, those two uh, actors that Tessa and Chris
0: which, yeah i yeah. mean like Liam had like a shorter kind of like character kind of arc and i thought that we wanted to see more about what T was about and stuff, so that, you know, the end when he actually didn't defeat the Hive and was kind of being controlled by them, that plot twist, that would have felt a little bit more earned. So he kind of sacrificed himself, similar to the way Qui-Gon kind of died in Star Wars Episode One. so it could have been a lot better, I think, that that aspect of it. So um, what didn't you really like about the film, or what did you really like, Pre?
1: Well, First half was good, as I mentioned. Second half was a bit dragging. I mean, I wanted more of Liam to act uh, in this movie, but I saw more of Chris and Tessa with the action. I mean, this isn't like a one-time movie that I would say, but it was entertaining. I wouldn't like like grade them so low. What I've seen, what other people has been uh, doing it. Yeah. uh so uh emma is also a very good uh actor and I mean, uh, and and i like the uh alien thing there's two guys alien twin like the way they react with the with the lightning the way they yeah. were, what was it that was they were very... made out of
0: energy so they yeah, were able so to th- do stuff. that
1: was quite that is a bit different right from other mib this is a bit because yeah, yeah,
0: in the first film we had a kind of um bug villain. He was a cockroach, essentially, like an intergalactic cockroach. They called them bugs. So he was looking for the galaxy. In the sequel, you have Carlina, who's some kind of plant-based, kind of Venus flytrap-style villainess. And then in MIB3, you have a bone, kind of organic-based kind of starfish-style villain in in the other guy. So um, in this one, you've got someone who's you know, you got tentacle-based, parasitical kind of being with the Nexus. Um, I think that's what they're called. Uh, the Hive, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Nexus, who are these energy-based beings. So they try to pick villains and and antagonists who have some kind of elemental essence that gives them a signature. So it's very interesting. I mean, I think the MIB franchise, from what it's evolved from, the comic, it's... Become something quite broad and quite big, and there's a lot of room there to make, like, a television show. They made a, a Men in Black series, which was a really nice cartoon I used to watch in my youth. I liked that. That was quite a nice show. It was it was well-drawn. The animation was really good, and the adventures were quite good. It was like the adventures of J and K outside of the movies. So I thought that that was a pretty cool, cool little, um, you know, cartoon. So I think that... Men in Black going forward should probably have a series. You know, it would be cool because then... Tommy Lee Jones and will Smith could just pop in and out on limited engagements, you know if they didn't even want to like totally do it and you could have a new cast at m i b doing stuff so you could build a new team a new cast you could have you could bring someone in like Kevin Hart or you know so, just someone else to kind of round Kevin it up Hart would
1: be interesting yeah
0: like if Kevin he Hart's one of the cool. kim, one of the comedic characters you know, and then you got another series you got the straight man you got Kevin Hart playing the the comedic you know, foil, you got, like, another female character, then you got the other tech, another tech character. And you can round it off into a pretty cool, uh, quartet of characters that go around doing MIB stuff, so... It's kind of like when, um... Uh, Nick Cannon, you know, he had a very small part in MIB2, like MIB2 personally for me is the weakest of the three, so if I would like rank them, it'd be MIB1, MIB3, because I like some of the bits in MIB3, and then MIB International, and then MIB2, MIB2 is just for me the worst one out out of the three it just is lacking a lot of um energy it just feels like a phoned in kind of film nobody really wanted to do it it lacks a lot of excitement and a lot of um of the kind of like great beats that the first film had uh, is there anything you want to add pre to it, like you know the film?
1: Uh, I like the fact at the beginning when Tessa, you know how uh, he he was, she saw that how her parents was been uh, again what is it? Neuralized. neuralizer? Like you mm. know how he how she tried to enter the MIB, like you know or, or If she applied every uh, agent, like you know with the FBI and everything, mm. and it was quite yeah. cool. I like it in the way she finally got it. She got the chance to go through that oh what is that again it was
0: like a hollow net yeah like kind of so that was really nice
1: saying. well what would you do if you, if you get a chance to do that what if the aliens go with come it, it? wouldn't
0: you like yeah. you know go with the flow i love that you know i actually really believe that there's something out there you know i feel that
1: do you about... like would you like to be an alien or would you like to be an agent
0: no i 'd be an agent i 'd love to talk <laughs> to them and work with them, you know like um you know if i if i if m i b was ever real and it mm-hmm. was this kind of benevolent type of organization and not this kind of men in black kind of secretive and deceptive and deceitful and evil organization that they try to portray in conspiracy theories, if these guys were really like this, you know if this agency really existed, then i 'd jump at a chance to work for them because I just love sci-fi i love extraterrestrial life i'm big fan of star trek star wars you know stargate farscape you know all these great sci-fi shows where they show you know like crazy alien characters freaks you know so you like, become an stuff. agent <laughs> yeah it'd be so cool i mean i think it's so great i mean like space is so vast we we are such a small marble in this mm-hmm. massive universe it it can't they just can't be us yeah. That's that's all I got to say about that. You know, I feel that, you know, there's there's a lot of room in this universe to play. And I think there's people out there I think there's other humanoid type species Perhaps they're the ones that are visiting us right now These UFOs that we see We might have like uh, luminescent kind of energy based beings That we're not able to communicate in kind of like the the kind of communication forms That we have right now And they're the, probably the kind of like orbs and lights And ships that we see that are transluminant and And um, you know effervescent when they fly around in, in, in the atmosphere and stuff So it's really 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 it's really cool stuff, and this film, you know, used to really trigger that in me—that joy of, you know, there being alien life. And I, I think that that's what's really good about MIB. It's it's the enduring thing about the MIB that you know they'll always be there to protect humanity and Earth. So that's cool.
1: Rebecca was the uh, the bad guy, girl, the bad character, was it? Yeah.
0: So Rebecca Ferguson came off of the uh, successes of Mission Impossible, and. um she came on board to play this antagonistic character that Chris Hemsworth was dating, you know, before he knew that she was an alien. So she has an additional... But don't you think the
1: bodyguard bodyguard was, like, known to Tessa? That that was quite really, like... uh, So you expect that is actually going to happen. There was no fighting, nothing. Mm. It was very rare. You remember that part? Yeah, I when remember Desha we talked, it, we talked about alien. it.
0: We thought it was a little too convenient that yeah. he was there. Well, I was kind of expecting that that blue little alien would come back as a friend in another way. You know, like he, uh, like she would meet h- him at MIB or something and he had become an agent or he was working with the um, the other aliens and, you know, he she meets him. But like the way in which he's just like a random bodyguard for this, uh, you know, this arms dealer lady just seems kind of strange because from what the script says and what the character's backstory is, is that the aliens are quite peaceful when they're kids, but when they grow up, they become very aggressive. So they become like, you know, brutish kind of violent uh so she harnessed that. She You didn't she like the hairdo her, uh... of uh, Rebecca
1: as well? No, I hated that. <laughs> I think
0: I think she looked like a cake or something. Like it looked it looked horrible. I don't know whose decision it was to give her that kind of raspberry ripple
1: kind raspberry of hairdo.
0: <laughs> it was like really whack. It didn't suit her at all. Like it, it looked really strange. I think they were trying to basically make her look very different and out there so you almost didn't recognise the casting but Rebecca's got a very unique cadence and uh, presence in her voice so I could instantly tell it was her and then her performance as usual was good but her character had very little to do other than doing physical stuff and you know it was a very 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 wooden very one dimensional character for her so the film's not without its flaws you know it, it it's not bad but it's not the best it, it almost feels like the studio thought that you know what let's get these guys together and try to recreate Thor Ragnarok but it just not. It isn't the same you know um uh the 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 team behind that is a lot different than what we had here, so it's it's just a different it's just a completely different uh formula and a different style, so it's not bad, but it could be a lot so better
1: in the future m i b comes back would you prefer with will Smith or with chris uh
0: definitely with will Smith because I feel that this is like his show and his kind of like thing he really made men in black what it is it was a mixture of his style and you know the sing the songs like the original men in black song was epic
1: yes I the like second a... song
0: was horrible the Which black was it was called black one? suits coming it I, didn't I, I even it? it didn't even chart properly it was so lame it i was, never yeah. heard the second one
1: yeah,
0: it was like black suits come in the black suits are coming mm. no i remember it like it was yesterday because i thought it was going to be this big thing but it just that that song just didn't track like the first song and he didn't even do a third song that kind of tradition you know that that thing he wanted where he used to like smack out a song for every film he, he was in that was kind of gone so gone are the days of a great wild Old west song and you know yeah so so like yeah it could have been a lot better you know you, it's funny you, you kind of miss them you, you miss them being there when, you, when you're watching other people. I mean,
1: definitely, I would prefer Will Smith to come back. I mean, this is his movie. is his character. Whenever I think of Men in Black, it's Will Smith popping out from my head. Mm. So this uh, Men in Black International, as I mentioned before, is just a one-time
0: mm. entertaining
1: movie. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't rate that bad. It was mm. good overall. What would you give it out of
0: Five Shields?
1: Uh, are we are we rating them yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's rate it. Let's wrap this up. Uh, well, I would say three. Three. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't three. rate that bad. Yeah, I would give it a 2.5. You know, it's it's good, but it's not the best. It's it's not my favorite, Men in Black. You know, so um, we'll definitely, you know, revisit the original ones. There's a lot of great memories in the first one, and I'd like to, you know, put them down on the net, on one of the next podcasts going forward so you guys get, you know, a sense of what it felt like when we first watched that film. So, yeah, uh, Men in Black International gets an aggregate three. And yeah, it's a a nice attempt to do something different in the Men in Black franchise. We'd recommend the viewing. But it has very little replay value. And also, there are a lot of script issues, plot points that aren't fully explored. And it feels slightly rushed in certain aspects and and moments. And F. Gary Gray did a great job. He did the best he could with what he had. So it's competently shot, well directed. And um, the production design, cinematography, stunt work, you know prop design these pieces and elements of the show are really good the cgi is decent you know for a sony film i mean the cgi is not always like the best compared to ilm um it's it's a very high standard but ilm are still the top dog so you know it's it's really cool it's really good stuff so it's good to see them still you know keeping this franchise alive i want to see more men in black films i want to see the guys team up What else do you think, Pree?
1: Will Smith come back (laughs) for the next one. Yeah,
0: so that's great. So, yeah, so I'm going to wrap this podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us out there, our listeners. I want you to keep safe during the COVID-19. Our thoughts are with you. And I want to thank Pre for joining me on this podcast. It's always great to have you, love, on the show. And, um, yeah, so stay tuned, and we'll see you on the next episode of The House of Rep.
1: Thank you, Ray. Thank you, everyone.